Good morning. You guys look great today. Um, a couple weeks ago, I, on our Facebook Connections page, if you're not on there, the Novation Facebook page that's called Connections is different than our regular Facebook page. Connections is where people can just share funny things that are going on. It's fellowship kind of stuff. And I asked the question, tell me some funny things that your kids may have asked you uh, question-wise over the years. And I took some of the ones that I thought were highlights of this. Um, Evelyn Burns. So she asked Stacy, her mom, has daddy ever gone parachuting? And Stacy said, no, but grandpa, who is Scott Troutwine, he has. And she said, he has? Is that how he lost all his hair? <laughs> Andrea Craig put in that when Carson, their son, was about four, he asked her, why did God make boogers? <laughs> uh, I don't know, you have to ask Andrea. Joel Dennis said he took his oldest, Josiah, uh, he's the oldest of their 12 kids. When he was really little, he took him to a Nuggets game, and Josiah wanted to know why the cheerleaders were in their underwear. <laughs> and then uh, the day I posted this, Jill Sump said that Kaya, their little girl, asked Jill, when you have a baby, do they cut you open with scissors or a knife? Not sure how she responded to that. Um, Roger Reed said his, when his grandson was about three, he asked in all seriousness what Roger's superpowers were. <laughs> Roger's like, when uh, our oldest Chase was little, I remember one day I was in the kitchen and I heard this scream of agony from the back deck. And I came running out there, and she's sitting down on the ground, and she's got her hands around her knee, and she goes, I got stung. Sure enough, there's a big wasp stinger in her knee, and did all the little baking soda and pulled it out. And she goes, Dad, why did... Why did God make stingers? <laughs> I was like, it's a good question. And then also when she was really little... She said, if Jesus lives in my heart, does he have to take his socks and shoes off? <laughs> it was pretty adorable. So we're finishing today this series called Frequently Asked Questions, Questioning Your Answers. And so we've had four questions that we've been dialoguing with. And if you've been walking with Jesus for any amount of time, they might sound like simple, no-duh question and answer, but we've been finding that it's good to question your answers. You grow when you challenge some of these even core things. So we ask the question, who was Jesus? I mean, no, we need to get that one right. <laughs> Why did he come to the earth? What does he expect of us? And then today, we're asking the question and going to answer, where do we go from here? If, I've, if I realize who Jesus is, I'm following him, I'm trusting him, I want to put his teachings into practice in my life. Where do we go from here? So today's going to be very practical. We're going to teach a point, talk through it, go back into a song, and we're going to do that all the way up and crescendo in baptism. If you have the Novation app, all 
during our talk this morning, if something raises a question that you would like to try to have answered at our Q&A or at some point on a different platform, text it in. All you do is open the app. It's right up top there to text in your question. So where do we go from here? Well, three things. We grow, we show, and we go. Grow, show, and go. Say that with me. Grow, show, and go. Let's start with grow. The Apostle Peter says to his, in his letter, he says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. God, Jesus expects us to mature. Once you become his follower, he expects little by little, day by day, failure by failure, whatever it is, that we grow, that we mature. It's, it's kind of like we expect babies to grow up, right? Little Channing Sump, cutest little boy on the planet, right? He's about a year year, little over a year old now, and he just learned to walk, and he's doing the Frankenstein thing that little babies do, and, they, and their heads seem really big and all that, and he's figuring things out. Well, if at 15, he's still doing this with the bobble head, like we're going to think something's wrong with him. If he doesn't mature physically, what's going on here? Well, the same is true spiritually. As we walk with Jesus, we expect maturity, not perfection. None of us are ever going to arrive at a place of perfection. He's the perfect one, but we're following him. Good days, bad days, when we fail, we get back up, we get back on our walk with him. In the early church in Acts chapter 2, the, Peter preaches this message on the day of Pentecost, and thousands of people come into becoming followers of Jesus. And it says after all that happened in Acts 2.42 that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And I see within that what the early, and, and also community, if you keep reading on, that they spent time together all the time, did things in a common unity. Now, I see four, five tools of growth there. They gave themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles were the eyewitnesses of Jesus. They were taking his message and, and had been commissioned by him, and they had an interpretation of the Old Testament into what we have now as our New Testament, to understanding the Gospels, the, the epistles, and so forth. So we give ourselves to the Scriptures. It's, if you're going to grow, you're going to need a daily intake of Scripture and, and begin to understand what the Scriptures say about God, the Gospel, you, the world around you. And they gave themselves to fellowship. It's one thing we're pretty good at around here. It's community. And it's important that we do life, follow Jesus within the context of relationships. And it says to the breaking of bread. Now, we're good at that too. We'd, we've been doing that the last four weeks, and we're going to do it again today. And the breaking of bread is, but it's also more than a meal. It's taking communion together. It's the breaking of the bread. And then to prayer. Pastor Mark, would you come up here? The Mark's our, not only our children and youth pastor, but he's our prayer and care pastor. And I've asked him, he, he came up with a couple things that we want to intentionally continue to foster an environment of prayer. So I want to make sure this doesn't feed back. I'm going to give this to you. 
Good morning. There we go, no feedback. Before I begin, I want you to open the Novation app, give you permission to look at your phone, open it up, go to the home page. We've already referred to it a couple times. This is what I'm going to follow this morning. I get to oversee prayer and care, and we know that prayer is vital to the ministry of Novation Church. It's the foundation of what we do. And I think one of the coolest parts of my job in prayer and care is watching prayer grow, not from the top down, not pastorally down to other people, but from the bottom up, where, where prayer has become essential to individuals and groups that gather in church online and do prayer together. And there's, there's simple ways that we do that, and I'll mention a few of them as we go along. But we want to, for the month of October, we want to kickstart a movement of prayer. Would you, would you guys be willing to do that? Would you be willing to set forth time and pray? And I know all of you do. I know you do. It's the meal. It's the prayer before the meal. It's the prayer before bedtime. But I'm going to ask you to be very intentional with this. this is gonna, I'm going to give you some practical parts that will help all of us in this congregation to be more involved in prayer. Our, our hope is that after 30 days of doing this, that hope becomes a habit. And that you will intentionally find time, find people, find ways to interact with our Lord and Savior. Right? Let's do that. So number one, one of the things... My phone shut off. There we go. We, wanted, we have on the app, if you open it up, you'll see 30 days of prayer. And this is going to be your portal to everything we're going to do for this month. So you're going to click on it, and it's going to open up, and you're going to see a few different ways to be involved. Look at the second one first. It's, the, it's a reading plan. If you click on that reading plan, it is a 30-day devotional. It will literally take you three to four minutes to go through. You read the devotional. There is a scripture in, um, at the very end of it. And that is one way that you can get more of God into yourself is just by reading a daily devotional. We want to do this as a church together. Because if we're all reading the same thing on the same day, we have common language now. And we can talk about that together. And what did that mean to you? And how did it impact you? And when you get that dialogue going, it creates amazing things. So if you scroll down, you'll see that you'll see it's called Lord Hear Our Cry. And there's a way you can start the plan down there. And, and starting the plan just requires you to be, you'll have to sign in with a, uh, with the Bible app, you version. And it will take you there automatically. And if you're not a part of that, you'll just put your name, a little bit of information in there and start the, the process. We would like you to start to do that today. So we're obviously on the third. So it will, we, you can go back to day one and, and catch up if you want to, but we will start on day three today. Okay, got that. Um, number two, if you go back out of that and you go back to 30 days of prayer, you're going to see at the very top, it says prayer window sign up. This is fun. If you click on that, you're going to see a calendar pop up. And on that calendar, you're going to have opportunities to pray in certain time slots. We've allotted, and this sounds kind of weird because like, like God's not limited to 5.30 to 9.30, correct? But we've allotted time slots in our church from 5.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. And we would like you to sign up for a time slot. Now, you can go in and you can sign up for every Monday at 9 a.m. 
if that works in your schedule. What we want is you to find a time for you individually, you as a couple, or you as a family to get together and to pray together. And so you find that time slot. Maybe it's every day at 5.30. For you people that get up that early and you actually talk to God that early, you're my hero. You really are. I like talking to God a little later in the day. Find a time slot. Maybe you do the same time every day. But here's the thing. You're going to kind of have to fight with each other about time slots. Because once a time slot is taken, you're going to have to go to another time slot. So you're going to have to be flexible. Maybe God's going to bend you a little bit. But we want you, we encourage you to sign up with this. And here's the thing. It's a 30-minute segment. How many of you guys get a little bit nervous after praying about five? All right? You, you start praying, and you, you've already exhausted every prayer in your, your list. Start from the inside out. If that bothers you, start with yourself. See what God has for you. What can you lay before the Lord? And then just, and then just go out from there. Who's next? Your family, your coworkers, your, your neighbors, your local schools. Keep branching out. Wherever the Lord takes you in, in branching out from there. Your city, state government, our leadership in government. Do they need prayer? Yeah. <laughs> can I get a, lot, a little louder on that one? There it is. And then I want you to cross the ocean and start to pray for other countries. And then, obviously, to the ends of the earth. And I guarantee if you kind of follow that, that little model, you'll be done in 45 minutes. And you'll wonder where the time went. So get on the app and sign up for that. I encourage you to do that. The third thing that we want you to do is we would like you to find a prayer partner. And it says in Matthew 18.20 that we are called to, where two or more are gathered, there God is as well. And so we encourage you to find a prayer partner. So here after church today, if there's somebody physically in this room, maybe it's somebody you know and maybe it's somebody you don't know, that would be even better. Grab a hand and say, would you be my prayer partner for this month? And we would like two or three to gather and to get together. You can do it online. This is organic. However you feel the need to do it. Maybe it's over coffee. Maybe it's a Zoom. I don't know. But I, we encourage you to find a person, get together with them, and pray. And again, praying for one another and praying through things that we need to, to do. We still meet here at eight, uh, 9.30 on Thursday mornings. We still have that opportunity. Um, I'll let you... 9.30, we Zoom as well as meeting in person. So we still have that going on. So we encourage you to be part of that. And then finally, be part of the iPray team. And on the app, if you scroll down, that th I think it's the third point. Maybe it's the last point. Um, you, you, put, you push that button, and it will let you sign up for the iPray team. And I, we receive emails through the week. We put them into what we need to at, and get that information disseminated out to you. So things that you can pray for. Currently, we have 56 people on that, that prayer list. Honestly, selfishly, I'd like to see that grow over 100 by the end of this month. That people get the information that's being sent and that you are praying for it. And then we come together and do this on Sunday mornings. So would you, would you be willing to do that with me this month? Would you be willing to do that with Novation Church and stand for the person to your left and to your right and up here on the stage and people that we don't even know about yet? And we'll continue to pray, and I'll ask God to do a movement um, through this church and see what God does. We'll come back together in Octo last of October and see what he did. Amen?
We're going to worship together this morning.
bit now. Some of you are having flashbacks. Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. <laughs> um, so we grow and then we show. First, what do we mean by show? Well, we demonstrate the gospel. Where do we go from here? We grow in our personal faith, and then we go demonstrate our faith to this broken world around us. John, who was an eyewitness to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, he said, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Jesus, at the end of his parable about the sheep and the goats, he said, you know, when you fed the, fed the hungry, clothed the naked, visited people in prison. He says, it says, and the king will answer them, don't you know, when you cared for one of the least of these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me. It's amazing what Jesus is saying there. He's not saying that doing good works is what gives us salvation. Only he can give us salvation. But the evidence of a life that is connected to Jesus will be good deeds. We'll be caring for one another. A couple Tuesdays ago, I woke up and this verse was on my mind. And I began to reach out to different people and say, who are the least of these in our community? Not just here at Novation, but the community around us. Who are the least of these? Obviously, you can think of people who are homeless, but we were talking about the elderly, the at-risk youth, people with addictions. There's a lot of least of these around us. And Kelly and Vesna, if you guys want to make your way up here, they lead our local outreach right now and have had some really cool ministries that they've been able to connect our church with to actually come along somebody that's ministering to the least of these. And I remember talking with Kelly. You can keep coming. Adam won't bite you. Um, Adam, Adam, I was talking with Kelly, and she was, we were talking about one of the outreaches that they were doing through the refuge, which they're going to explain to you here in just a second. She was talking about protein bars and collecting them, and I had this light bulb moment. I was like, what are you even talking about? And I'm the pastor of the church. So if I don't know what the heck's going on, you certainly don't know about protein bars and what's going on. And as we were putting this together, I thought, you know what? Let's give a real spotlight to how the Lord has led these two into some really cool ministries that are truly the least of these in our community and how you can participate and let's do what Jesus said to do. So you have the mic already? Good morning. So for those of you that have registered or signed up on the Facebook page, we've got a community outreach team, and we're just basically sharing everything that we are sharing today um, through that page. So if you're interested in going out and serving the community, 
Um, you know, we do a really good job, as Scott has said, and I don't think anyone could refute the, the connection that this church has with one another. And I think what we do really well is bring people to Jesus. Um, we, we reach out to people, anyone that walks through that door, if they have questions, if they're not believers, we love on them and show them the love of Jesus and bring them to the Lord. And I think that is why I have enjoyed this church from day one. It's always been evident. But when Jesus changes us from the inside out, it's very much what he's doing here in this church. You know, we get to a point in our walk where we are filled up with the Lord and we are educated and this church continues to nurture us and edify us in our faith. But at what cost? I mean, if we're just going to stay in here and love each other, what are we doing for our community? And I think everybody would agree in this day and age, we need love more than anything. And if we're going to be a change, it starts right here with us. And so that's kind of what Vesna and my heart has been. And we've chosen, you know, these organizations that we're going to speak about. They all are, do different or have different approaches to loving the least of these. And as you know, back in May for Growing Home, we assembled a bunch of hygiene kits um, for this group. Growing Home focuses on keeping people in the home. Let me reiterate that because I don't think I presented them. I didn't give them the credit that they deserve. These, this group is, is trying to keep people in the home to prevent homelessness. They are not serving the homeless. Um, they have a pretty um, intense vetting of these families that join. They have 90 days to turn this family around to keep them in the home, and it's working. They have like a 94% success rate. Um, so this is turning their focuses on their kids and, and the next generation. The refuge that we've developed a very good relationship over the last three months, this is the protein packed, um, not just bars, but all protein snacks that these, these people in Broomfield in the Northwest, um, they either are close to homelessness or they are homeless. And they stop by this organization that's only open for two days a week. Their prayer is one day they can be open for seven, but they need the support from the community. Um, we support them through the cafe mor uh, marketplace where we donate protein-packed grab-and-go kind of snacks that they can come in before they're going to their jobs. They pick up a bag and they leave. And so what this looks like is um, milk, protein shakes, um, Lunchables, nuts, protein bars, something that they can just grab and go and take with them. But this organization does so much more than just feed them. They have at-risk teens that come in. Most of the homeless here are disabled or elderly. They've been pushed out of their homes based on illnesses and other things. They have church. It's truly an amazing group. And Vesna and I, we are developing relationships with these organizations. And like anything else, it takes commitment, it takes consistency, and it takes us showing the love. We can donate money all day long. We can never outgive God. But money is easy. 
you know, time and talent and actually connecting with these people, they teach us so much more, and I think that's, that's really where I benefit. And then the last group that we're really focused on right now is saving, or it's called Save Our Youth. They are focused on mentoring at-risk children. And, and currently, they have 10 children that are asking for mentors. I mean, how many kids actually go to seek out an organization and try to get help? And they don't have anyone to take, take these kids that, that are just craving mentorship. Um, so this organization just focuses on finding the mentors. Again, it's a strict vetting process, and there's a couple of us right now going through this. Um, and then making a commitment to show these kids different um, experiences, acquiring new school or schools, maybe that too, but acquiring new skills and um, just mentoring them with our testimonies and showing, yeah, life may have not been easy for us, but God pro provides. He is the provision for all of us. So um, why did I do it? Why me? I mean, it, it comes down to God said go. Outside of church, I mean, we can do this every Sunday and, and through our small groups and everything, but God said go. Go into the world and preach to the least of these. Spend time with them. Show them love. And really, that's the only way we're going to change what's going on today. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Two more organizations that we have been partnering with, with this year. One is schools. This part of the local outreach started with Woodrow Wilson. That was our home for, I think, at least five years. And we started providing for them backpacks and school supplies and Thanksgiving dinners. But this year, thanks to, to your generosity, we provided for another two schools, and it's going to be the same for the Thanksgiving dinners. And the idea with these schools is to bless these families and not to have to worry about buying school supplies for their kids and then just to be able to send them to, to send them to school and the same thing with Thanksgiving dinners. so we are blessing these families in this way the other organization is the American Foundation for suicide prevention my daughter was here to talk to you about a little bit about that and the idea was just to bring awareness about the problem that our community is struggling with and it's affecting in different ages. And the thing is, we want to invite you for this one, just to keep praying for families that have lost a loved one or that, or for the people that are just like trying, trying to find an answer in suicide to, for the problems that they have. Um, we have had another events through our Facebook page because we cannot invite you every weekend to all the things that we do. We, we have a Facebook page. So please join us and check the events that we have. One that we had two weeks ago was helping a teacher that is friend from Christie that lost pretty much everything due to the hurricane in Louisiana. And we invited our community to shop uh, school supplies through Amazon. And we, we want you to be part of this. The last thing, when we had the meeting with Pastor Scott to talk about this service and us coming to talk and sharing our heart, he 
reminded us a story about a guy that is working, walking on the beach, and the beach is full of starfish. He picked one, picked one and threw it back to the ocean. Somebody walking by the beach to ask him, what is the difference? You just threw one. And then this guy answered, but at least I saved one, which is really nice. But my thought is, if you convince people to join you, you can have a bigger team and you can make a bigger difference. So that's our inv invitation. Because Kelly and I have two hands and my family, Francisco and Sarah, have been working with us and Donna Bowles has been joining us in these events. But we need more people. Even if you have connections with businesses or companies that want to donate, things that we can use for the local outreach, we will really appreciate it. So follow us in our Facebook page and join us. Come to, with questions, with ideas. We are open to everything. It's just you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate, we appreciate what you're doing. And here's the deal. Um, stand with me again. We're going to sing, and then after this song, we're going to go into baptism. Um, I've asked this question a few times, and it's a challenging question. Would our community miss us if we shut the doors to our church? We would miss each other, but would our impact in the world around us, would they miss, man, that Novation Church, they helped our schools, they helped this. That's where the church is a city on a hill, right? And we are, we are called to, to to go into all the world. I'm just going to go in my next point, and then we'll go sing. Stay standing. Jesus said, go. So we grow, we show, and then we go. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I've commanded you and never forget that I'm with you every day even to the completion of the age so what he's saying to the disciples and he's saying to us today is let's take personal responsibility for the great commission it's not just missionaries and pastors it's us the church we take responsibility for it be involved in the life of the church that's fellowship be involved in the mission of the church to tell people about Jesus, to go. So globally, we are supporting missionaries. Joshua Nations is uh, boots on the ground in a in hundred and something nations. We support them as a church. Every time you give to Novations, a portion of that's going to Joshua Nations. Seth and Danielle leading our global outreach. We're going to the DR to go to the least of these, to share the gospel. So it's all participating in what Jesus said to do. I have a, a slide. There's a slide that I want you to, if you possibly can pull out your, your phone and take a picture of this. I'm totally screwing up the sound people by throwing them a curveball here. So this is, this is on me. But there's a slide that's going to show your sphere of influence. That each one of us has a sphere of influence when it comes to our work when it comes to our schools, when it comes to our neighborhoods, when it comes to our friendships, when it comes to our hobbies, 
How many people have been invited to Novation Church because your kids play sports with somebody and that you get to know each other and all of a sudden they said, hey, would you come to church? Pastor Mark is invited through uh, gymnastics when his girl was younger. That's how Vezina and Francisco got here because Mark met them and said, hey, come visit our church. Come hang out. And they've been here ever since and, you know, fully in. Happens through sports. Have we found that slide? Because I'm like, I want you to see this. This is really important. Um, and then take a photo of it and then go pray about it. We get so worried about how we might be perceived if we share the gospel with somebody. But that's what Jesus told us to do. Do we not have the greatest news ever in the person of the Lord Jesus and what he's done? Good news needs to be shared. So let's go into this next song and we'll get that slide up. There you go. See, that's you, your friends, your family, work, school, sports, hobbies, neighbors. That's your sphere of influence.
we have one person doing what Jesus said to do. Go into the world, be baptized. And baptism is following Jesus into the waters of baptism is Jesus did it himself, identifying with humanity. He, he did not need to be baptized for repentance. He never sinned. But Jesus, in his life, death, and resurrection, as the person is dry in the water, that's the old self, gets buried just like Jesus died and was buried, and then raised to new life on the third day. That's symbolic of what happened to Jesus. It is a also a sacred moment of what's happening here because our friend is identifying with Jesus, but he's also identifying with the church, saying, I'm with you. So I'll turn it over to you, Mark. Reduce Todd to everybody. You go ahead and have a seat. And Todd's going to share a little bit about why he's come to this place and where the Lord has brought him and why he's doing this today. Hi, good morning. Um, my name is Todd, and I've been part of this church now for uh, what, three, three, four years. Um, and I'm an alcoholic, and I've been struggling with alcoholism for five or six years. And um, I don't know, I'm not a very good public speaker. I would like to tell my story. I have been um, in and out of rehabs. I have been in and out of detox facilities, as some of you know. Um, and um, I don't know, it was about a year and a half ago, um, I was in a detox facility and I had promised my sister in Seattle that if I had gone to a detox facility or, or a rehab facility again, that I would move out to Seattle and uh, live with her. And I did that. Uh, as soon as I got out of the detox facility, within 48 hours, I was on a plane to Seattle and living with her. And that's where I've been for the last year and a half. Um, I have worked for Lowe's since 2006. And I was a department manager for most of that time. But because of my alcoholism, I lost standing with the company. Um, I lost my position as a department supervisor. Um, and I should have lost my job multiple times. Um, but I didn't. Through the grace of God, he, he, uh, he just saved me. I should have been homeless. Um, I should have been dead. Um, but he has saved me repeatedly, over and over again. So when I moved out to Seattle, I got on, on a, I got on at a store at Lowe's in Seattle. And two weeks ago, by the grace of God, I got promoted back to department supervisor. Um, so he has truly brought me full circle. And my sister in Seattle has supported me. I have a wonderful family, and she would like to thank each and every one of you for supporting me. Because this church has been...
and tomorrow I will be 300 days sober. Amen. Let's stand up together. What a good way to conclude this part of our, our service this morning. Todd, congratulations. Um, thanks for everybody being here. We're going to move into um, our food and Q&A. If you have little ones uh, that need to be fed, go get them fed first. Bring your food back in here and we'll get started on this second part as well. If you're guests with us, you have questions, you can Come up here and talk to our leadership. If you want someone to pray with you, they'll be up here as well. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. What a great celebration. Jesus, you're the best.